are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode was brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill MBA. You can find me also on YouTube at Coos Ballroom. You can also find me over at Detroit Bad Boys writing articles about the Pistons. And today, guys, I've been telling you all week, I've been telling you guys for a few weeks now that I have a special guest planned for you guys. And today, we finally have that special guest on here. Uh, we were able to make it work, and he was so kind to join the podcast. I really appreciate it. We have Luca Garza's dad, Frank Garza. I know all of you guys probably know who he is. He's been very active in Pistons Twitter, in the Pistons community, the Detroit community, since the Pistons drafted his son, Luca. Frank, thank you for coming on here, man. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Ku. Uh, it's, uh, it's a privilege. Thank you so much. So, Let's go ahead and get right into it then. So the Pistons obviously drafted your son this past year in the draft in the second round. Um, there's been a lot of noise about his offseason. You've done a great job of tweeting out a lot of his workout videos and, and making it very known throughout not just Pistons Twitter, but basically NBA, the NBA universe, anyone who pays attention, that Luca put in a ton of work. And I think in almost every workout video you've tweeted out that uh, we, we've seen you in there with them too. So not only him, but you've done a lot of work to help him as well. So <laughs> um, <laughs> just take us through yeah. his off season. How much work did he, did he put in? One of the reasons why Luca has become such a, why I've re, I, he's become a favorite of mine so quickly is because he seems very, you and him both seem very self-aware and, and very, his work ethic is very strong. So just take us through his, his off season, why he targeted on the things he did and just, just how much work did he actually put in this off season? Well, I appreciate the question. Um, Ku, it's, it's, you know, there's that saying, I think it's Russian. Um, it says the, the winter will tell what the summer did. And it's always been, uh, you know, part of the, uh, you know, Lucas history as a player is that every summer he'd come back, uh, you know, in the fall, a different player and improved every year, improved every year, improved every year. And yes, I was there uh, along the way doing it. It's, it's, um, thank God I had, uh, was blessed with incredible coaches in basketball. I've been taught things that, uh, except for Luca now playing it uh, and me teasing it to, uh, to him, there's not too many of the people on the planet that, that know about it. And so I'm very proud about that. Um, and actually two of those coaches are no longer living. Uh, and so uh, it's something where, you know, each level uh, who demands a different type of practice. So I've heard people say, well, geez, he, Luca got in shape. He lost 30 pounds. It's like, well, time out. The guy played over 34 minutes a game in the big 10, you know, having a thousand, he was carrying around a thousand pounds a game because three different bigs were coming in and banging on him every nine minutes. And he didn't have the advantage of, of, of the rest. So, oh, he was in great shape, but he was just in great shape at 270. But in the NBA, that's not appropriate. It's not going to happen. So we, 
we had to adjust like every level from high school, high school to power five conference, power conference, the MBA. And so that required a drop of 30 pounds uh, and a different kind of workout. So we moved to the pool. We'd always done a lot of sand work, but it was time to move to the pool because of all the tough Big Ten battles he had, the smashing and the bashing. His, bottle, his body was beat up, but we had to go to work right away. We couldn't couldn't afford a rest uh, because the combine was coming up. And Kuhn, like anything else, if you don't have a plan, you know, you're going to fall for anything. So it's like we really had a plan, which was we wanted everyone at the combine to, you know, to sit around and go, geez, I, I thought he was slower, you know, or geez, I, I, I thought he wouldn't be able to do that drill that fast. And so we wanted to change some minds, get some people to get off this concept that he can't play defense or this concept that he can't run the court when he led the league in scoring two years in a row, including the country in points. So it's like, yes, it's true, Coop. Luca will not uh, run a 100-yard dash. In fact, that was the, the things they said about me when I played. It's like, hey, Garza, the seasons move faster than him. You know, it just we were slow, but and same with Luca. Unfortunately, got my my toe. Is that <laughs> is that coup? Is that he's not going to run a hundred? He's not going to win a hundred yard dash. Uh, but how many men are running that hard on every possession? And Luca said it in a quote. He says, "Yeah, I I can't win. Yeah, you know, I'm going to lose a three quarter yard dash. But is that is that is my opponent going to run full speed every time? And the answer is, of course, no." And Luca will. And that's been the, you know, even though he's the slowest guy, you watch the Big Ten film, he's the first big man back every time. Well, how's that possible if you're that slow? Well, if you know the fundamentals of the game, you just have to start sooner on your way back and you have to play ahead of the game. And that's what Luca really got ready for. Not just, you know, it was three workouts a day, including uh, meditation, which I've tried to bring a little bit of that into the into the fold about his inner game preparation being as strong as his outside muscle concentric types of training, you know, also taking the mind to the gym. Yeah, I mean, that that all sounds absolutely great. Like, I, I feel like one of the reasons why that Luca and yourself have become such like, like as soon as the Pistons drafted him, like you, you guys became instant fan favorites across Detroit. Like everyone loves Luca. <laughs> everyone oh. loves. <laughs> everyone <laughs> loves you. Everyone loves Luca. And I think, I think one of the main reasons why that is, and and I think people will hear that from just your answer just now, is that at least it is for me, is that you guys seem very. And this is something that I think it goes a long way for NBA players as well. I think you don't see this happen with some NBA players who just don't work out. Is that they're not very self aware. Like. And from what you from what you've explained and what Luca has said himself and the workouts that we've seen, he was just very self-aware of what he needed to do, what his weaknesses were and what he needed to 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 work on. So I, I me personally, I think it's absolutely insane and crazy that he 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 lost as many pounds as he did in just one offseason and how the shape he's gotten into. And I think you saw in the summer league, just I know it's only like five games, uh, but in those five games in the summer league. I mean, everything you just said about, you know, he's not going to beat everybody in a hundred yard dash, but he's going to be work. He's going to be working his tail off down, up and down the court as hard as anyone is for as long as he's out there on the court. And I think all Pistons fans saw that in the summer league, he was constantly running up and down the court. He was constantly playing as physical as possible. He was playing as hard as possible nonstop. So I really like that. I, I really like to hear that. I think a lot of Pistons fans would love to hear that as well, that, you know, you know, Luca is aware, you know, he's not the fastest guy on the court. 
but he knows that there's other ways to play. Like you mentioned, there's other ways to beat your opponent. There's other ways to be impactful. And we already got a dose of that uh, in the summer league, how hard he played. So I really love to hear that. And I think that's going to go a long way for his NBA career. And I, and I love that he has a father with him as well. That's, that's so supportive. And, and if we're as well, I think all of us would love to love to have that kind of uh, support and influence in our lives. So I really love to hear all that. So one of the well, things I appreciate, I appreciate that too. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we go, go to ads uh, real quick, I wanted to say something cause you kind of, you kind of brought it uh, kind of touched on it a little bit. I thought this would be funny. Um, you mentioned like his, his inner game, his mind, and like not just not just his his body and his 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 skill set and you know his physicality, but also his mind and like all that as well. But what that made me think of was and I, I think this is I, I think you will find this funny. Uh, and a lot of Pistons fans absolutely loved this. Um I played basketball my whole life, so I personally love it even more. Um, but the, the amount of trash talk that Luca talks on the court is this, it's, I love it. I absolutely love it. And there's this video. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a video going around when Luca, he made a three in the summer league and he turned around, he's screaming at people and he's, he's going yeah. crazy and he's clapping his hands. I think that kind of attitude is going to go a long way in Detroit because they absolutely love players like that. <laughs> well, you know, just real quick before you go to that, it was like, with the, uh, you know, Luca got drafted and I saw some on the Twitter stuff. People were so disappointed. Oh, terrible choice. Awful. And so I, I felt compelled to say, no, wait a minute. Uh, you give this kid, give this boy a chance and just give him a chance. And I was like, give him a chance. Like, will you watch what this kid will do? Cause yeah, he's not a bunch of going to blow you away with physical gifts, but his intangible gifts, you know, how he knows how to play with all that stuff. You watch what he'll do. He's got a winning attitude. Give him a chance, please. And to everyone's credit, who uh, you included is that everyone open up to to see this guy. I predict he'll be the first big man in the NBA to uh, exceed fifty percent from three. Oh, okay, okay. That's a that's a hardcore prediction. That's uh, we'll we'll be saying too. Well, not really because I've spent uh, not really I spent the twenty thousand hours working with him <laughs> on that shot. That's my shot, so I guarantee you he's going to do that because <laughs> it's a perfect shot. Um, and, um, I've always thought this guy, you know, the bigger people be, should be shooting far away from the basket and the shorter people that have a harder time getting that should shoot closer. But somehow someone changed that game around where the shorter guys are the ones that get to shoot far and the big guys can always shoot inside. Now that's changed the dynamics of the game, but Lucas clearly going to demonstrate just like he did this year in the NCAA, his 44% from three, which was the FIBA line. So it moved back from his junior year that he shot uh, at, a, at a clip at 44%, which was, I think, about a 10% jump from 10 to 15% jump from the previous year, even though the line was further back out, but beat many, many guards uh, in shooting uh, from distance. Absolutely. So I think that's really interesting. And we're definitely going to talk about that in the upcoming segment. But before we get into that, I had to tell you guys about the ad. Of course, you have to keep this thing running. Let me tell you guys keep about it. Yep, keep it running, keep it running. We got to tell you about Stat Hero. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? I know it's not surprising to me. I lose nonstop. I really should stop. But the game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, who have more tools and more time. You just don't stand a chance. That's introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. 
Stat Hero is showing you their lines ahead of time. No one else does that. So make sure you go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's absolutely unheard of. Make sure you go to stathero.com slash locked on. Make sure to play Stat Hero now and change your odds. Again, at stathero.com slash locked on. What's the deal, guys? There are some things in life that you just don't really want to talk about. You know, issues in a relationship, family problems, or more importantly, sweating through your t-shirt in the public for no reason when out with the boys. Yet, you heard me right, everyone has been there, including myself. Simply wearing deodorant doesn't help it either, but sweat black antiperspirant wipes can help. Sweat black is doctor recreated and doctor recommended. You simply apply it at night before bedtime and go to bed, then wake up the next day and do your normal routines like nothing ever happened, except this time without the worry of sweating through your t-shirt. Sweat Block works for up to 7 days per use and has a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block doesn't keep your shirt dry, you get your money back instantly. If you or someone you know is dealing with this worst issue in life of sweating through your t-shirt, tell them all about Sweat Block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Again, get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Get Sweatblock now and stop sweating. So, Frank, you mentioned something before we went to the ad break that I wanted to talk about, and I guess we'll skip to this right now. Uh, obviously, Lucas play not only in the college, but also in the summer league. It's brief of uh, the competition in the summer league. You know, it's against other rookies, other guys fighting to make it into the NBA, uh, guys who uh, potentially will be on G League teams, etc. Uh, and, and you mentioned his outside shot. And I think that's something that, at least from what I saw from Pistons fans and what I saw from Fans, not not just Pistons fans, but people that were just watching, so happened to be watching Pistons Summer League and got to see Luca play. Um, I feel like a lot of people were caught off guard a little bit by his outside shot. Now I don't have his 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 numbers from beyond the arc in the Summer League on, on me, but I did bring up his college stats, and you were right. So from his second season at Iowa, he shot twenty nine percent from three, and his last season he shot forty four percent, which is a fifteen percent increase. And I think. Again, I think it's just really cool that you like you know that off the top of your head. I just want to say that. I, 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 well, I, we <laughs> practice for it though, Koo. <laughs> you know, so we you know we we plan for it because they moved it out to the FIBA line. So what's that? Another six inches. So yeah. it was further out, even though we increased it. So we've done the same thing. And I even posted some videos. I call it the jump circle drill, where he's shooting from the jump circle, which is actually forty feet plus and making him in a high arc just to show that, uh, uh, you know, he's going to stretch the court. He couldn't do it in college. So I understand why they took people by surprise. Didn't do it in college because Fran in the big 10 was okay. We're going to take advantage of shooting it from four to five feet from the back because you can. And until they take that away, we're going to keep doing it. And we had Joe Weez camp who's with San Antonio uh, that um, uh, got drafted by them. That was a great outside shooter. So, but, but basically he, 60 plus percent of his points were uh, as a result of post play. So we never, even though we worked on it, never really got to show it short of the attempts that he took at the very high rate um, that we were able to squeeze up during big 10 play. So, yeah, I, I want to talk about that even more is that, you know, as you've mentioned already in the podcast, you know, people are talking a lot about his defense. People are talking a lot about his, his, you know, you've mentioned his foot speed, you know, being quicker, and whether he'll be able to defend at the NBA level. And I think there's been enough talk on that. You kind of hit on that, how much they, how much you guys have put in work to improve those areas and show that he's not, you know, he'll be able to play NBA defense. He'll be able to play defense. He'll be able to move around, you know, and, and all those things. You talked about that earlier. But 
I think there's not been enough talk on his offensive game. And, you know, me personally, just being honest with, with, with the viewers and with you yourself is that, you know, when the Pistons drafted him, I don't watch much of college basketball, but, you know, I read a lot of the scouting reports and a lot of the scouting reports and the articles were saying, you know, he, we don't believe that he'll be able to play defense at the NBA level, et cetera, like you've mentioned. But once I watched him in the summer league, I don't feel like there was enough talk about his offensive game. And, and I think, I think that's something that, that people, I think P- the Pistons fans have, have really like strung to and, and really like is the fact that not only is his outside shot, something that caught people off guard and it looks like something that I think one of the things you look for, especially in the summer league, because uh, there's some things that you can't take away from summer league, some things you can. And so, one of the things that I'm taking away from summer league is that Luca, not only was he making threes, he was shooting them with confidence. Like he didn't, like anytime it was open, he was shooting it immediately. It didn't look like something he was uncomfortable doing. So I think it that's the part that caught people off off guard. But then also his overall offensive game. He showed off. I've talked about this before on the podcast. He showed off some nice passes from the elbow, being able to hit some backdoor cuts, which is extremely valuable at the big man position. He showed some incredible footwork down in the paint as well. Some incredible touch on his layups and his hooks and his floaters uh, around the basket, close range from in the paint, etc. Also, he showed up that. There was one move that he did that really had Pistons sort of going crazy in that Dirk Nowitzki move he pulled off in the post. Um, yeah. I believe it was the second game of Summer League he did. Yep, the step back. Yep. 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 So <laughs> so just just take us through what – I know you've kind of hit on it a little bit earlier with, you know, who you worked with from San Antonio, et cetera. But take us through what Luca did and just the emphasis and what you guys do to really work on his offensive game and how he's gotten it so – you know, polished at at this at this age. I mean, I know he spent four years in college. That's longer than some players uh, you see now going into the NBA. And graduated, Coop. And graduated yeah. now. Yeah, and congratulations. In economics. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a big deal as well. No, so, no. Well, here's the deal. Uh, it's it's mostly in college. Luca was shooting off both feet, even though we practiced the one foot uh, finishes, of which there's eleven. Uh, uh, and then there's uh, another eight to nine off two feet, depending upon um, what side of the, the court you're on. And so we have been practicing them all along. We've been doing the step back Dirk move now for, I don't know, seven years. We just couldn't, didn't get a chance to use it. Use it one time last year as a senior. You haven't seen the sky hook yet. Wait till you see <laughs> that too, the sky hook. Mark my words when he goes up, because it. remember, he was double and triple team. So you can't do a Scott hook with two, three guys hanging all over. He even asked Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that question <laughs> when he won the Jabbar. He's, he's one of the few athletes to ever win the Pete Newell and the Jabbar two years back to back. He's one of the few ever, actually one ever to ever do it, Jabbar and Newell. So anyway, he was asking Kareem, how do you get it off? He says, well, you have to wait to get to the NBA where it's only one-on-one coverage. So he's being coached by the, by the maestro himself, the guru himself. But my point is, uh, we he's going to bring those out of the his tool bag now because now he only has single coverage. So yeah, no, Luca is a score. And I would say to you, the comments about oh he can't play defense or his, his offense won't translate. You know, we heard that in high school. You know, we heard it from high school then going to college, and we heard it you know again here. And yes, oh Luca can't play defense. Well, I think he was number one in blocks in the summer league. Um, you know, in defense, he had what five and one game fair. He had, he protected the rim there on a couple of times. We stood right up and blocked it and protected it in a way that I was very proud of. And then he covered one-on-one covers where he didn't get beat to the basket. So I, I, I care to differ because I know basketball. Oh yeah. His foot speed's not good, but did he get beat to the basket? You know, there are a couple of areas he got exposed this and that, but he'll correct those. It's, 
and that staff there at uh, Detroit, which is incredible. Uh, they're going to, they're going to, he's going to, he's already uh, gotten better from, from just uh, interacting in the, in the workouts he's had to date. So the one thing about Luke and the one thing you can't measure, which is why they call it an intangible is the size of a, of a human's heart and, and what that heart will do. And that to me is, what um, we love about Detroit, because, you know, that's what Detroit's all about, is what Luca, my family's all about. And you'll see him do whatever it takes that he needs to do to contribute. Uh, and I think he, you got a little show of it, Koo, at the Summer League. You got 400 men there. You got maybe, what, 134 vets there. And Luca's the 11th best player as the 52nd pick that no one wanted. And that's okay. We, we expect, hey, all we are asking for is a chance uh, to prove ourselves. It's earned. It's not given. It's going to be done by, by the fact that, you know, it's that old John Wooden quote, which is, uh, you know, most of it is practice and the rest of it is work. Absolutely. I, I love that quote. And I, 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 we'll talk about this when we come back from break. There's, we wanted to talk about uh, your guys' thoughts on Detroit, what you guys know about Detroit so far, what you guys have learned about Detroit. But there is something else I wanted to mention from what you just said. And we'll talk about that when I get back from this break Super. real quick. To keep yeah. it all going, you know, you got to keep the lights going. Keep them going, um, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about our, another one of our sponsors, Rock Auto. You ever need a part for your car, head to the store, go through a ton of confusing questioning just for one of the workers to tell you that they don't have the part that you're looking for? I know I have. That's why you should avoid all these problems. Rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand by using your phone at rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest and most reliable prices. Head over to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box, they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So, Frank, I wanted to ask you about, you know, how you guys, first, what you guys know about Detroit, uh, what you guys have learned about Detroit since, since you know, uh, being drafted by the Pistons, uh, and, and just your overall thoughts about the city and its fans so far, how, how they treated you and, and your son, Luca. Uh, but before we get into that, let me just say that just from this podcast already uh, and from what following you on Twitter and listening to you talk and, and, and following along everything, I just want to say you are an extremely smart basketball mind. You, I, I will, there's, there's, you know, people, you know, there's, there was made waves a few years ago, you know, when, when Lonzo ball got drafted and, and people were like, Oh, you know, his dad, you know, his dad's is being loud, you know, blah, blah. And this, there seems to be somewhat of a, like a, I feel like it goes back a few years with other athletes as well, that people are saying, you know, maybe parents can be overbearing or whatever, blah, blah. But you are in, you are an incredibly smart mind, and I think all of us in Detroit have already seen that we'd love to have the same kind of support that you show your son from our fathers. And I, I, I just want I can't compliment you enough and give you enough credit because from what you've said already on the podcast and what you've said on Twitter, you you seriously are very you are extremely smart mind. And Luca's lucky to have a father like you helping him along the way uh, in, in his journey. And you can see the progress, like you said. I mean, I'm looking at his college stats. You can see like the jumps he made. He went from averaging 13, 12 points a game his first years to jump, making a huge jump to 23 points a game, making a huge jump in his three-point percentage. And, and again, like I've mentioned earlier in the podcast, one of the reasons why Luca and your family have become such like favorites of mine already is because you guys just seem very self-aware and know what you guys need to work on. And, and you know, there's no delusions. There's no – like you guys seem very self-aware and are willing to put in the work. And I think that that's what's going to fit most with Detroit 
And that's what Detroit's about, putting in the work, being aware of what you are, what you can be, and get putting in the work to get to that point that you want to get to. So I just want to say that before you, you talk about Detroit, because I just listening, I feel like I've learned stuff. Listen, I'm, supposed to, be, I'm <laughs> well, supposed to be the host here, and, and I'm, I feel like I'm learning stuff listening. To you, so. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, as a parent, you know, we, we, you know, I think it was Socrates that talked about that the parents are the, are the bow of the bow and arrow, and that, you know, your kids are the arrow, and the, and the real magic, uh, uh, or the beauty of, of parenthood is to try and you know, bend that bow, not break it and, and steer the arrow, not too straight up in the air so it goes up and crashes or too low so it, it you know, it hits the horizon, but just high enough, far enough so you can give it enough lift and then it can take its own, it can fly with its own wings. And that's really, um, uh, you know, one of the, I say one of the best uh, things in life to do is uh, become a parent or or, or, or uh, to coach coach others in, in um and so I've been blessed that uh, two beautiful kids and and uh, and I'm so happy Koo, that Luca didn't want to play ping pong or badminton. <laughs> I knew nothing about because then I couldn't teach him, you know, because I've always said that sports is life in the miniature. And so I learned life through basketball. And some of the most important things are the things I touched on earlier, like the inner game. It's like, OK, I can practice great, but then the lights are on. There's referees, there's fans, there's TV. And I can't hit a basket. What's going on? And it's like those life lessons of learning that you only perform on the outside in a manner that's consistent with your inner coherence. All those things, you know, you can learn them on the outside live, but it's faster in the in, in the sports world because you're performing. You have like a mini life every game. There's a beginning and an end. It's finite. There's this. So it really teaches you so much. And I was just blessed to have son that uh, would listen to his dad and respect his parents and enough to to do it now listen he's a smart boy because listen he'd come back every summer better than everybody else he kind of liked that feeling like hey, hey, hey <laughs> i got better footwork you yeah you could dunk over you know you can touch the backboard but guess what you can't make a shot consistently and i can do it on purpose every time because what what can be accomplished on purpose can't be achieved by accident so he's he's learned that uh through all that so i appreciate that uh you know i i I, and I know it's somewhat unique having a dad be, be you know, in charge of his development. But now he's a professional. I always told him, you can do whatever you want once you become a professional. Now he's a professional. And I'm always being a shooting coach, right? I'll always be that and the detail guy. But now he's got a beautiful staff. And I'll tell you about Detroit, uh, Koo, you're asking about that. Is on our wish list, um, one of the teams that, that, that was on there uh, is Detroit. One of the reasons for that is our friend here in the DMV, um, Maryland, uh, you know, I mean, DC, Maryland, Virginia, or DMV stands for DMV is our friend, Jeremy Grant. And we saw how Troy, uh, negotiated, how he handled that whole thing, how we thought it through, how we brought Jeremy, uh, uh, there are agents, our sports agents are the same agents as Jeremy. So we were very comfortable with this vision that Mr. Weavers has, has brought to it. We love Casey, I followed Casey for a long time. Uh, I was raised up in Pacific Northwest, uh, north of Seattle. So I was very familiar with him. I, I think he's old school, like my my coach who's no longer alive. Both of them is at my high school and college. Coach, very much old school, very much principle. In other words, it's principle over personalities. This is what Casey's all about. He coached Dirk, the best player as a seven-footer. I love that for Luca. <laughs> he knows how to handle the big man as well as the guards. And that's great for, 
what's been put together. And so I am, uh, I couldn't think of a better place for Luca to be, because I've always said this from the get-go with Luca. Best environment for Luca is to be surrounded by four on the court, four incredible athletes, and then Luca. He'd be like the heart center, because, and I'm telling you, you know, Cade, uh, you know, Lee, um, uh, Livers, you know, I don't want to forget about uh, Josh Jackson, who my 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 dad uh, coached at Profic Prep in, in Napa. I was very familiar with their family, so we were familiar with all these incredible. I don't want to leave anyone out on the team because there's so many wonderful players and hearts. And and Sadiq Bay, another DMV guy, another guy that's an incredible hard worker and will do nothing but just earn it. I think this combination that we, you know, Troy is playing chess, Koo not checkers. He's making some moves already. You know, now he's got his team. And I'm telling you, I got to be in the room there with, with Cade, with Livers, who I've always admired at Michigan. And, and they, he and Luca came in the big 10 at the same time. I love him. You got kids, young men of character, young men that know what hard work is and not just talking about it, not the lip service. I'm talking getting in the gym and, and, and pulling down some workouts. This is what Troy has put together there, and it's magical. I could, I could feel it in the air, and I could. Meeting Cade, it was amazing. I've met a lot of leaders, and you know, Cade's a connector. You know, he came right in the room and just really such a, such a presence is very impressive. And most importantly, is these guys love basketball. I can see Livers, his enthusiasm is incredible. He loves basketball. Cade, he was jumping up and down when Luca did that Dirk move. He loves the game, man. He loves the game. He loves his teammates. Guy's a leader. So it's just like, that's a perfect environment with Jeremy as the, the vet, the season, incredible uh, uh, score, you know. And then, then you've got, you know, the rest of the crew. So I think, wow, what, uh, you know, for as parents, I mean, uh, this is an incredible uh, place for Luca. And, and I do feel this, um, you know, is that, you know, people recognize the heart in, in another. And, and in, on the basketball court, you just can't hide. There's no way to hide. It's, it's not like wrestling or track, but wrestling in its own thing where you, there's nowhere to hide. Same thing on the basketball court. And if nothing else, Luca's trying to show everyone that he's going to leave it all on the court. He's going to do whatever. He's going to jump on the ground. He's going to take a charge. He's going to go up and block the rim. He's going to do whatever it takes to help this city restore what is already there. Well, I'll say this. I can tell you've been listening to Troy Reaper because you echoed a lot of his statements that he said to Pistons fans for a while. Uh, but it's great to hear. It's great to hear from someone outside the outside the front office echo those same thoughts. So Pistons fans, you know, that may feel like you said that, you know, it's just lip service. He's just talking to the media. He's trying to make us feel good. And we have someone from outside the front office saying that, no, I, you know, I, I felt this. I felt, you know, Kay's a connector, you know, the, the character thing that Toriver constantly talked about, you know, he, I think he said last year when he drafted Killian Hayes and that draft, uh, <laughs> it was, you know, we draft, we draft uh young men with character, not, we, you know, we, we care about character, not just on the court, but we care about character and the person I believe was, was the statement he said. So right on. You know, I, I think, I think it's great to hear that from someone outside. Well, I did you not, know, you know, by an all can all disclosure or transparency, I haven't listened to any of his press conferences short of the one <laughs> I was at live. So it just, but it's a, you know, the thing about it, those components, if you know about them, you'll recognize them. And so you, I could just see it. I could feel it in the air. I could, you could tell from the moment you got there, how they just, there's just that, you know, that, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
it's, you know, one thing is lip service, the other is in action and deed. And I think, um, you know, uh, he's, he's shown it by making the moves that he has. Absolutely. I think, I, I think like you, I think I love one of the things you said the most is that Troy was playing chess, not checkers, because a lot exactly. of people, I was, just, I was just on locked on NBA, one of the podcasts that covered the entire NBA. And they were asking me, you know, some of these things that Troy was doing is kind of confusing. You know, a lot, a lot of people do this. And I think people in Detroit have kind of gotten used to it because of last off season, it caught everyone off guard. And we kind of, like you said, chess, not checkers. And we realized further down the line, you know, it kind of made more sense. So we're yeah. more used to it, but people around the NBA, they haven't seen a GM kind of work this type of way. So it definitely is unusual. It's unorthodox, but we're going down a, a, a good path and it seems like it's working so far. So before I let you go though, let me, let me just ask you this real quick about, uh, Luca and, and your guys' experience so far with the fans. Uh, first off, it's it's really funny. It's it's kind of it was crazy because I, I I told my boy that you know I'm about to be interviewing you know Frank uh, Frank Garza, Luca Garza's dad in a minute. I'll, I'll be right back. And he texts me back and he says, "No, you're not going to believe this. I just saw Luca downtown at the Marriott. I just took pictures with him." <laughs> I was like, "No, no way. I'm literally." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'm on my way back right now. I just took pictures with him." So he sent me pictures of him with Luca. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm literally interviewing his dad in like ten minutes." So, oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That that was really fun to see. But uh, you know, no coincidences. No coincidences, Coop. For real, for real. So, but before I let you go, just let me just tell me how has you guys' experience been with the Detroit community? Has has the fans treated you guys well? What have you What have you felt about the the Pistons community? Not just the Pistons, but you know, Detroit, Michigan itself. You know, what did you? How do you guys feel about how you guys have been received and how everyone's been? been treating the the drafting of Luca Garza and just did you guys know anything about the city before he got drafted or is it you guys are know you know learning as as you go right now well well a couple of things you know one is of course we're familiar with Michigan just because they're in the Big Ten schedule and I've I've always loved Michigan fans you know I mean I've just I I mean they were so clever and smart and good sport I mean I had I mean just playing at, at Chrysler's Center and stuff it's just incredible and, and even with Tom Izzo and his group. I mean, they've all been just fantastic uh, sports people. So from that standpoint, I had some awareness. And, yeah, I've been familiar with Detroit, particularly just seeing how it's um, reclaiming all all the things from downtown out. So I, I'm really impressed with everything that's going on there. You know, so uh, from, you know, how the fans treated us? Well, I mean, I would say the extremely fair. I mean, me, you know, so I took a little – risk by just kind of calling out some people saying, Hey, okay, here's a big man making 22 in a row with his hoodie on, <laughs> you know, here's a guy shooting him for 42 feet and here's 15 in a row, you know, uh, here's he going around the, the horn making 24 out of 25. And we do that consistently. So it's like, I just want to show you guys, Hey, this is Just don't cut them out. Don't boom them yet. Give them a shot. And to everyone's credit, they've been that way. And then in the, in Vegas, who uh, see in the summer league, those that had, I had my Detroit gear on. So anyone had Detroit gear came right up to me. And it's very much like Iowa that way. We're like family right away. So I, I from that standpoint, I love it. And because uh, we're going to give it everything we got. Uh, I mean, we're gonna not, we're going to give it all. And, um, and uh, so uh, from that standpoint, I think it's a match made uh, because Luca will, you know, he's a, he's a blue collar worker, man. He's, Everything he's had, he's had to earn. He has, he, you know, he didn't get recruited or get nothing because he jumped high. He didn't get nothing, you know, because he was fast. No, he got it because he 
performed. And I believe there's a difference between a basketball player and a basketball athlete. And that's what I love about the game is you can contribute, you know, a verse in this great chorus of basketball. And, and Luca's done that. He's done it in college by bringing the big man back, back to back being the big 10 player of the year, bringing, bringing the big man back to the game. That's what I wanted to do by showing that you can't live without him. If, if you've got a, you know, you've got a big that knows what they're doing. And, um, and I'm just so thrilled that uh, he's surrounded by uh, an organization, you know, starting from the top, including the owner, Joe, uh, who, who's a self-made man himself, who wants, wants nothing better for the city than this, this jewel. So I, I'm, I'm just totally thrilled. I can't wait to meet more fans when we, when the, when the season starts in October, because uh, I intend to be at most of them. Absolutely. We can't wait to watch them as well. Watch Luca, watch the Pistons, and hopefully, you know, possibly meet up with you in the arena at some time. But please, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. I think everything you just said, I think that's why Luca, and I've said it multiple times already, but really, Luca has become such a fan favorite in Detroit because everything he seems to stand for and his whole journey. It's basically just like Detroit, like it's Detroit versus everybody. That's a famous saying from Detroit. What you is know, that famous saying? What Detroit? Detroit versus everybody. Detroit versus everybody. Yep, because you know it, it kind of yep. goes from you know no one believes in us, no one really looks at yes. us. We don't really need the spotlight, but we'll go out and we'll beat you anyways. That's basically. How <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's us. So, that's us, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's, so that, I think that's why I think that's why so many Pistons love fans it. love Luca already because it seems yeah, like that's it. like his his that's journey. Him, that's kind of his story. That's, that's kind of how he plays on the court as well. So that's exactly you know, right. Exactly right. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I think everyone's going to love it. I love listening. I learned probably about, I, you know, I only have one tattoo, but you've given me like seven different quote ideas. <laughs> <in> my body. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I, so you gonna give, you done giving me Socrates. You done giving me all kinds of stuff. And were quotes were, <laughs> the, quote, the quotes were dope too. Like, I wish I knew these quotes beforehand. <laughs> they might help me out. <laughs> well, but, I had a great time. Koo. Thanks so much. I look forward to beating you in person. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll meet up sometime during the season, but all right. thank you guys. Thank you guys all, all right. for listening. Uh, check out my Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. Make sure you go follow Lucas dad, Frank over on Twitter as well. He's very active on there between up workout videos. Great guy to follow. Uh, I'm sure as you've already noticed throughout the podcast. So again, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys go down below, give me a five-star review and let me know what you guys thought about the podcast today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys in the next one and peace out everybody.